Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I'm Scott Pianowski, and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast presented by Planters. Satisfying your snack cravings for over 100 years. You know what satisfied me, me today? Beautiful September weather. It's warm enough to do anything you want, but it's not really hot. been playing golf a lot the last couple of days. Hit a big bucket of balls today. Smashing my hybrid, which I'm sure this is why you want to listen to this program to hear about my golf game. But I'm going to sell down with some planters cashews and, and watch some, some hockey tonight. Today is gambling. Today is props. Today is uh, in-house degenerates, myself and Dalton Del Don. We're going to use this episode to tell you all about your betting preview for NFL Week 1. We're going to talk spreads, money lines, maybe some player props here and there. On Friday, Liz and Andy are going to give you the fantasy preview for Week 1. So that's your schedule for the season. Thursdays, betting. Fridays, fantasy. And uh, who better to talk about things like betting and fantasy than my man Dalton Del Don. Aloha, Dalton. Scott, man, how's it going? I wish I could go outside and play some golf, but where I live, currently the air outside is labeled hazardous. Uh, too many fires in California. It is rough. Uh, 9 a.m. on the Bay Bridge right now looked like the this morning looked like the middle of the night. Uh, scary stuff over here, man. It, uh, and outdoors was the was the was the place to be this summer. I said, best for your health right now. Get that vitamin D. But man, California, uh, ugly stuff here. So uh, let's talk some football and about some uh, something more positive. Yeah, I hope you're indoors for this podcast. Now, remember, Yahoo is partnered up with our friends at BetMGM. We have some great deals going on right now. New users get a $25 bonus upon registration. No deposit required. You can use it immediately. You also receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 with your first deposit. You can sign up at BetMGM.com slash Yahoo. Promo valid for new users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, 21 years or older terms apply and hopefully we'll give you some winners or some things to think about as you head over to bed mgm and get going with the nfl season you know Dalton, i think it's this season snuck up on us a lot because there's no preseason games and we were kind of wondering what was going to happen with the with the protocols and with the training camp was kind of truncated and then all of a sudden like wow the season's here i've been drafting like crazy just about every day it feels like for like the last 10 days but i'm ready to go now i got my players i got my angles and what better opener than Houston at Kansas City? Uh, the defending champion Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. If you like Houston on the money line, plus 350, you get to lay 455 on KC money line. The over under is 54 and a half. So this should be a real fun fantasy game. How are we betting on this one? And uh, are there any player props in this particular game that caught your eye? 
as a Niners fan who also had them at 40 to one before the season to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be fun to watch the Chiefs uh, as Super Bowl champs and talked about all that night. But so it goes. Um, normally, we're talking we're talking a little backstage. Normally, week one is my favorite uh, betting week of the year. And I just kind of blindly take a lot of dogs. I don't feel that way this year. I don't know what to make of home field. Kansas City is going to have some fans there. It's just so, such an interesting dynamic. Uh, I'm going to lay the wood here. Uh, the Chiefs are so, so good. Their offense with a healthy Mahomes. And I think Houston's going in the wrong direction. Um, not uh, that defense is going to be in trouble. Um, I understand it's a lot of points in what Watson's basically never loses double digits throughout his career. Back to high school days. Uh, but on this one, opening night, uh, I think Kansas City rolls. Yeah, my first lean was to take the points just because it's a lot of points and it's Deshaun Watson. But I'm not a Bill O'Brien fan. I don't know what to think of the Texans receivers. They, they obviously, I mean, his three main guys are all new to the team, right? So this is kind of the wrong year to have new players. And David Johnson, of course, the new running back. I do think the Watson over-under, 271.5 passing yards is interesting because if I think Houston is playing catch-up in the second half, maybe Watson throws 45 or 50 passes. So I, I thought the prop on Watson going over the passing yardage looks good. Any of the uh, player props catch your eye? Um, not specifically the, uh, the actual props, but I will talk to a couple just like fantasy nuggets, um, with Brandon cooks, whom I thought was getting basically overdrafted throughout summer. Um, but I could still be proven wrong there with the healthy cooks, but he's been missing practice. Kenny stills is a real deep sleeper here. The tight end position. I think they had the third most catches last year. So get Jordan Akins, if you're looking for, you know, maybe a cheap DFS option. Uh, but yeah, it should be a high scoring game as you pointed out. And it's really interesting, uh, with no DeAndre Hopkins, uh, obviously David Johnson taking over there and what should be a, a lot of points on the board. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to, to, uh, to a couple of those options on Houston. What about, what about you PNL? Yeah, I think one, one place we might disagree is I think you like Edwards Hilaire more than I do. Was he your running back four to start the season? Do I have that right? You have it absolutely right. PPR, my number four player on the board, and it's going to drive me crazy. And I have him everywhere. Anytime he would drop, any time past that in a draft, I would snap him up. So, yeah, it's going to be infuriating when I watch Daryl Williams run out there in <laughs> Series 1 and get – he probably will get 30% of the snaps. And as much as people – they people like DeAndre Washington for a reason and Damian Williams for a reason, not because they were great players. It's because of the situation. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, as much as I love him, Daryl Williams can be plenty. Of, he could be an RB3 uh, even with a, a healthy Edwards Hilaire, especially a rookie's first game in the NFL action. So, yes, you're right. I'm all in on this rookie. And, yes, I'm aware that Daryl Williams uh, very much so could be involved Thursday night. Yeah, I thought his roster ownership, I don't have it in front of me, but it was under 50% not that long ago, Daryl Williams. I think he'd be a really great proactive ad in front of this game. I'm also kind of curious to see what Randall Cobb can do. I, I know he's at a yes. stage in his career where people don't expect that much from him, but he – he addressed some problems he was having with his eyes. He, he said he could hardly see last year, which might explain all those drop passes he had. Working the slot, Deshaun Watson offense, uh, you know, obviously Fuller is hurt a lot. Cooks has this long-running concussion problem. I have a feeling that this might be Randall Cobb's, like, cheap 72-catch season. You can get him pretty cheaply in your draft. He may even be a free agent in some thinner leagues. Cobb is an absolute great call because Watson feeds the slot. I mean, Kiki Kuti was a thing for a while. Uh Cobb had some drop problems last year. It's a great offense, but he still got more than 10 yards per target. So I think he absolutely is a sneaky, sneaky guy who could end up with like eight to 10 catches in this game. And then Nicole Hardman, uh, people who, who drafted him, remember you did it for upside and if injuries strike. I mean, don't, don't be surprised or frustrated if even Demarcus Robinson sees some snaps over him. So I, I can't really see using him right away. Could you with Hardman? I know this is going to be a year I'm going to love to have Hardman. I just don't think it's this year. I, 
it feels like a crutch at times, but I, he felt like a best ball pick to me and not a seasonal guy, not a prop guy. Still learning how to play the position. He's only been a receiver in name for a couple of years. So I, I think we're a year ahead on Hardman. Even if Watkins were to get hurt, as you mentioned, Robinson is a talented guy as well. So we don't agree necessarily on the side in that game, although I think we both expect Kansas City to win outright. Let's look at the Sunday slate. The Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to call them Oakland probably 100 yeah. times all year, but I'll get it right right now. Las Vegas, they go to Carolina and that really young Panthers defense. Raiders, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, minus 167 money line. You get plus 150 if you like Carolina outright. Over-under is pretty juicy, 47.5. Dalton, what are you thinking about Raiders at Carolina? Yeah, taking the three and a half here is probably one of my bets of the favorite bets of the week here. Uh, I think you were with me on fading the Raiders in general. They had a worse point differential than Jacksonville last year. Uh, the market, this is surprising me. I mean, I, I get home field maybe is less than three points uh, this year, and Carolina was so bad last year, but big upgrade at quarterback, coaching changes. So, yeah, getting more than three at home, uh, this was one of the easiest calls of the week for me. Yeah, it's, uh, Gruden has been a reflexive fade for me the moment he got to the Raiders, and I'm still frustrated that last year they should have been an over under um under i had a very sizable stake in the raiders going under their win total last year they, they went over their total and they didn't really justify it with their metrics their pythagorean had them going under and you know, carolina the really young defense i think people are going to move the ball on them but they still have mccaffrey they still have dj moore samuel's a good player teddy bridgewater even on a new team, I think ostensibly projects better than what they had last year, quarterback with a hurt Cam Newton for a couple of games, and then Kyle Allen, who's probably going to be a career backup. I think there's a decent chance the Panthers win this game outright, and I can only take the points. Just, you could never have me, even in a you know, empty stadium as it may be, I could never take the Raiders on the road as a favorite. Yeah, agreed. And Moneyline plus 150, absolutely a live dog here at Carolina, no question. So Cleveland to Baltimore is our next game. And I think the Ravens right now are probably with Kansas City right there as Super Bowl favorites uh, for, coming off a 14-2 and two season. Ravens are seven and a half point favorite in this game. You want to take them to win straight up. They're minus 358. If you like Cleveland on the money line, plus 280. Over-under, a little bit high here, 47.5. I think the Browns are going to have trouble moving the ball on the Ravens. I don't like laying this many points, especially in divisional game, but I think Baltimore's still a juggernaut. Cleveland, to me, is a team I want to see them prove it. So uh, I guess when, every time you see that line like seven and a half with a favorite, you feel good about this almost screams like a game you should be teasing, right? But uh, as far as the seven and a half, I laid the, I laid the wood here. I did as well. And I was going to say it's almost as too obvious a seven point teaser, the Chiefs and, and Ravens, the two most likely teams probably in your survivor pools as well. Um, I, yeah, I laid the points. Don't love it. Divisional game. Cleveland, so many unknowns with the coaching staff changes, the upgrades, offensive line. What are we going to get from Mayfield? But still the Ravens, you know, arguably the best roster in football. So, uh, yeah, I laid the uh, the seven and a half as well. I'm glad you mentioned Survivor. Of course, you can play, your, run your Survivor pool on Yahoo. And I play in Dalton Del Don's, uh, Stevenson's Survivor pool on Yahoo. So I'll, I'll just give everybody my, you know, I'll open up my whole cards here. Baltimore is my week one survivor pick. Yeah, that's mine too. That's where I'm going to. Okay, so we'll we'll both go down together when Baker Mayfield throws for four touchdowns. That's yeah, lovely. Exactly. Uh, sure. Also, by the way, I have zero Odell Beckham this year. I, I just want that. I want that out there. It's one thing to bet on continuity, but with I feel like with Beckham, continuity is like minute to minute, day to day, hour to hour. I just don't know what I'm getting with that guy. So um, were, were you invested in, in Beckham and all this year? Yeah, uh, no, actually, no. I've ranked him well below the market, honestly. I know you're just begging me to make a joke here, but uh, Beckham no, I'm is not. on. No, he's I on none of my. He's really on. Here. He is on none. Zero. And I'm on far, 
far too many fantasy leagues this year with no baseball PL. I'm gonna maybe count up before the season, but it's it's a it's a it's a, an embarrassing amount, and zero of them have Odell Beckham. But I, hey, may, we could be wrong, you know. I mean, the guy is, uh, is one of the best talents of all time, and uh, maybe they open things up. But I just expect that team to really feature the ground game, and he'll battling some nagging injury or whatever, facing the Steelers and Ravens 25% of his games. Totally with you, I faded him at his uh, at his ADP. One of my bold predictions this year was that Mark Andrews would be the number one tight end. Do you think I'm crazy with that? Not at all. Get Hurst out of there. The touchdown, I think he's the favorite by far to lead in touchdowns at the position. So absolutely not. He is closer to being my number one than my number four. I think there's a big three in that tier one. Okay, what would get everybody in a frenzy? Let's get Mitch Trubisky in the starting role for the Bears. They go to Detroit. The Lions, a minus three choice there. If you like Detroit in the money line, Minus 150. Chicago gets you plus 125. You think they'll will straight up. Kind of a low over under, 43 and a half. I'm thinking that the Bears felt like they, they have to maybe play the Trubisky card to start with. And then they, you know, it's like measure a bunch of times, cut once. And then if he falls on his face, he'll eventually go to Nick Foles for the rest of the season. I don't think Trubisky's going to be in the saddle very long. I had to take the Lions here. I don't trust Matt Patricia. I, I don't understand why he's got that pencil tucked behind his ear. I made a joke when the Lions signed Adrian Peterson that who's going to last with the Lions longer, Peterson or Matt Patricia? I, I think that should be offered on BetMGM. Maybe I can get a prop up thrown up on that. But uh, I don't really like either team here, but I did take the Lions and I spotted the three. Yeah, I, I was rebellious and I took the Lions to win this division in my NFC preview. So oh, I, wow. I'm e- okay. easily laying, laying three points here. No problem. I mean, I liked it a lot more when this opened at one, one and a half. Unsurprisingly, it jumped. Uh, Trubisky has me a little. I, I moved Allen Robinson down a couple spots. I, I just don't like the fact that Nick Foles didn't easily replace him there. I get that it was a weird offseason and it still can happen. But I think the Lions defense uh, with uh, can be average and that offense when it became aggressive last year, the YPA was elite. It was upper echelon. Uh, this is such a, an anti-normal stance of mine because I'm all about the rookies. Uh, but I think Adrian Peterson signings fine both in real life, unless you're Durande Swift owner. That's just that's brutal. That's really going to hurt. But in real life, I think he's fine to be the goal line. Look at what he did in the second half last year in a horrible Washington team that, that totally uh, let every team know that they were going to run the ball. He was still productive. If Gore can be productive at 37, Peterson, who returned from an ACL tear two months later, can be productive at 35. And he'll get the goal line carries there. I don't think it's anything totally egregious because Kerryon Johnson had this massive knee brace on that you wanted no part of anyway. So I don't think that's a, a big deal if you're rooting for the Lions to win football games this year. And I'm just a big believer in Matthew Stafford. And I will easily lay three points against this Bears team going in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, depending on your scoring system, I think Stafford was around quarterback three when he got hurt last year through half the season. Remember, the Lions lost all of their games after Stafford got hurt. And I agree with you on Peterson. It's it's so trendy now to say, oh, running backs don't matter. And why would you want a running back in his mid-30s? Peterson was a pretty good, for what he was, a, you know, a two-down pounder. We yes. know he doesn't catch the ball very well. And, and maybe you can't give him the ball you know, 300-plus times the way he used to be able to hit that workload. But he was a pretty good running back for the Redskins the last couple of years. I guess the, the former Redskins. I don't know what they're calling. I, I don't know what they're going to call them when we get to the Washington game. But uh, anyway, I think I still think there's some tread on those tires. But it makes it kind of a fantasy quagmire because there may be three Guys who touched the ball. Anyway, we'll both take the Lions in that game. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. The Colts are laying seven and a half. If you you like Indy straight up, minus 400. If you want to take Jacksonville for the upset, plus 310. Over under 44 and a half. Look, the Colts are better. I'm a big Frank Reich guy. But the thing that kind of surprised me is Reich and Phillip Rivers played two years together with the Chargers. I guess they were still in San Diego then. 
And I remember that as being more successful than it really was. I went back and looked at Rivers's adjusted quarterback rating. It was like 105, 106. It was a little bit above league average. So it wasn't like they were making beautiful music together. Rivers, obviously, on the, on the back nine of his career, he may be on the 17th or 18th hole at this point. I know there isn't much to go on Jacksonville. They've totally gutted the defense and everything. But I like Minshew. I like Chark. I, I think they're fun plays for fantasy. And I, I'm going to give the Jaguars the benefit of the doubt here. It's a big number for a home team. I'm going to take the dog in the points. This is one of the stayaways of the week for me. I, in fact, had to go even look. And who did I take again? Because I can't remember. Uh, I could have gone either way. Uh, one thing I should mention is let's, uh, I believe you do the same. Uh, in, in, do you insert your picks in the fantasy pros? That's a good way to keep track sure. of everything the whole week. I know we do our staff picks for Rotowire as well, but it's tough. Whatever line Chris List decides uh, Wednesday morning. So um, fantasy pros this, uh, has been uh, jumping around, but seven and a half. I cannot blame you, the home dog, Minshew, even if it's a backdoor cover. But I do think the Colts, that offensive line, the upgraded defense, a huge upgrade at quarterback. I just am in the belief that uh, Rivers threw too many picks last year, but his advanced stats suggest that he was just fine with accuracy. Indoors, he's gotten like 8.0 YPA throughout his career. Um, I, I like the coaching, so I laid the wood, but it's a stay away. And, and that's not, I don't feel strongly about that one whatsoever. You're listening to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast with myself, Scott Pianowski, and my buddy Dalton Del Don. Remember, if any of these games are interesting to you, please check out our partners at BetMGM. And, uh, you know, maybe we can make you a couple of bucks during the season. Green Bay at Minnesota. Vikings two-and-a-half-point favorite. You can get the Packers to win straight up at plus 125. If you want Minnesota without any points, it's minus 150 over under of 45-and-a-half. Yeah, I really struggled with the Packers this year, Dalton. You know, I know they went 13-3 and last year, but I hated their draft like everybody else. I don't understand why they didn't add a receiver. I, I think Rodgers is probably not happy with the team right now. And I think about Matt LaFleur. His last job before the Packers was Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, and he gave Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis the ball the same amount of time in 2018. They had almost identical amount of touches. Henry's were really good touches. Lewis's at you know, the end of his career pretty much. He did almost nothing. And, and I just, I'm thinking maybe Matt LaFleur is not a good coach. I know they went 13 and three last year. I reluctantly in staff picks took the Packers just because Rodgers over Cousins was kind of an easy button for me to push. I don't feel great about it. I think the Packers certainly benefit from not a regular home field advantage of Vikings here. This is not a game I would bet on. You have to make a pick in a pool. You have to make a pick in the stuff that we do. So I did lean Green Bay, but I don't feel very strongly about it. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I, I'm fading Green Bay this year. I have them finishing third in that division. Um, I, I disagree with you. I, I think Cousins is better than Rodgers at this stage okay. of their career, just flat out better in real life. Maybe not. I think they're about equal in. I think I haven't ranked like back to back in fantasy. I just think that defense, a nice trade there at the end. And um, yeah, less than three. Uh, I know all, I think every home field situation we need to kind of examine on its own. And I do like the outdoor versus the indoor in Minnesota typically is, is better at home so less than three i like the vikings I, they outscored their opponents by like 40 points more than the 13 and three uh packers last year and it's always tough the narrative whatever to, the, the loser of that championship game and that's a team that had no you know, didn't belong there to, to begin with but um i don't know to me i'm, I'm probably going to be wrong here because it looks obvious uh packers are going in the wrong direction but the last seven to ten days of draft season i just found myself petrified to take dalvin cook i know how yeah. talented he is i know how great he was last year but he just became a stay away for me over the last week or so. Do you think that's paranoia talking or uh, are you with me on that? I have him on zero of my aforementioned too many teams as well. It, to, to t- fifth, sixth overall pick, uh, it's too risky for me. I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Yeah, I think I had a tweet that I, I need my first round pick to not make me nervous. And, and Dalvin Cook 
did not check that box. Well, here's another I will, great. Can I, can I say real quick that I've fallen for the Marquez Valdez sure. Scantling hype, and I think he's going to emerge as the number two wideout. And uh, even though he burned me last year, uh, I'm all all in as the last late round flyer. Look, yeah, tell me how crazy I am. I, I, I'm falling for the hype again, right? Rodgers only throws to one receiver, and it's going to be Adams who gets 200 targets, basically, right? Yeah, you've you've answered. I, I said on Twitter that. Rogers doesn't have a circle of trust. He's a dot of trust. You know, it's it's uh, it's got enough room for Devontae Adams. I don't think anybody else is. Uh, I don't think Lazard's in that circle of trust. We'll see if Aaron Jones is in it. Uh, MVS that that ship has sailed for me. If he has a breakout season for you, I will tip my cap, but I will not be on that ship. So Miami at New England. We saw this game week seventeen. Patriots just had to beat the Dolphins, get that first round by. And they were taken down by Fitzmagic. They were taken down by Devontae Parker, who just absolutely schooled the Defensive Player of the Year in Gilmore. And uh, Mike Gusecki had the, the winning touchdown late in that game. So it's an interesting rematch. Miami, a team on the way up. I think New England's a team on the way down. My bold prediction this year was that they'd have a losing record. And I think their over-under of nine was that was a dead nut certain under. For this particular game, the Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorite. You can get them straight up at minus 313. If you like Miami for an upset, plus 245. The total, pretty low, 42-and-a-half. I, I know betting against Belichick is just a license to throw your money out the window, but I, I'm taking Miami in the points. Man, that Miami upset week 17 set up the Chiefs to make that Super Bowl, moving them from, what, the three-seed on the road to uh, what whatever they were, the one or two. Um Brutal, but I have no bad memories of that. Uh, I Give me the points here. I could see New England's defense a pick six and dominating, but it's weird all the praise Belichick's giving Cam Newton. He normally doesn't do that, um, but hey, maybe they're just taking for face value and Newton looks t- terrific. Certainly the locker room is, uh, is all in on him. Uh, and the defense is going to be good, but Miami was really the better team in the final like a month or six weeks last season um yeah so the the points divisional game uh i like i like miami here and it wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they won again uh, actually i wouldn't be surprised again if, if new england dominates defensively too so this would be a stay away for me i don't i don't love this either way uh, i know i know you're kind of fading your new england team this year and i was originally on them but i could see this going south quickly i, I really have no clue what to make of them i throw my hands up and, and the big thing with the patriots fade for me other than obviously Newton's new to the team, he's he's had a lot of attrition. I don't like these skill players. Brady struggled in the second half with the skill talent, and it's really the same. And unless you can tell me that you think the kill Harry's going to have the light bulb go on in year two. And Sanu, they already gave up on. I thought he just hurt his ankle. So and, and maybe Belichick knew some things we didn't. They already gave up on him after a second round pick. I mean, maybe the ankle injury just didn't recover. But yeah, it's it. And they cut both their kickers. I mean, they don't have a kicker right now. They cut Nick Folk and the rookie they spent a whatever fourth, fifth round pick on. It's just wild what's going on in New England. Well, just just go for two every time. You don't really need to kick. It's true. You know, just uh, maybe maybe they can bring Troy Brown back to the team and he can kick for them or something. And keep in mind also, last year when the Patriots were rolling in the first half of the season, it was the defense that was scoring fantasy points like crazy. And that that stuff doesn't generally be it's not sticky year over year and they've lost so much personnel with free agency and covid opt-outs it's gonna now maybe belichick's the best coach of his generation he's one of the best coaches he's on the mount rushmore of coaches right now and you could say he's the greatest coach in the history of professional sports and i would say that that's an argument you could make but you need players they've lost so much on defense maybe by the middle of the season he'll do the macgyver thing it'll take a a piece of gum and and a paper clip and and it'll make the defense great i i don't think it happens right away now, with Miami, we don't know when they're going to pull the switch on Fitzpatrick and, and move over to Tua. But as long as Fitzpatrick's there, he's seen everything. He's comfortable with these receivers. I, I think Miami's going to move the ball. I think it'll be a pretty good offense. I think this game will actually go over the total as well. But uh, look, 
I'm going to feel stupid if the Patriots have another 10 and 6, 11 and 5 season, but I think this is Buffalo's division, and I think Belichick just doesn't have the players this year. Yeah, I mean, I want to fade Gase, and I, uh, I, I want to fade Josh Allen, too. So I had New England and Buffalo both at 8 and 8 atop that division, is what I settled with. I, I just think the whole division is kind of wide open, but uh, Fitzpatrick might start every game. Tua just didn't, I guess, wasn't totally advanced enough physically to really even compete uh, uh, seriously. And one thing I'll throw in here is Mike Gesicki, some, some news about worry that he was like labeled number two in the depth chart, but I think he's going to play in the slot plenty. And I have him, I would still have him ranked aggressively. He's like my number seven fantasy tight end for the year. Yeah. He's a hybrid. He's a, he's on the team to block. He's not in the team to put his foot in, in the dirt. He's a hybrid jumbo receiver. And that's what we love. We want our tight ends to run routes. You know, Mark Andrews is the great blocker in Baltimore, but he's dynamite down the seam. I think Gusecki's a really good fantasy play this year. One game I will have on the main TV in my viewing room will be Seattle at Atlanta. I play a lot of super flex formats. I have a ton of Matt Ryan. I have a ton of Russell Wilson. One of my bold predictions was that Wilson would win the MVP this year. So I'm hoping for a high scoring game. Uh, Seattle on the road is a two and a half point favorite. You can get the money line at minus 129. If you like the Falcons straight up, that's plus 110 and 48.5 the over under. So we're looking for some points here. I got to roll with my boy Wilson, although I think this is going to be the first team to 30 wins and a lot of fantasy goodness in this game. Which way did you like the Seahawks and Falcons? Yeah, such a fun game. I actually uh, originally leaned uh, the savvy move is the home dog, but I just went Russell Wilson at Seattle ultimately. I do think Atlanta's going to be much better this year. They get back two first-round offensive linemen that they lost to injury last year, but and I love uh, Hayden Hurst calls. It should be fun. A lot of points on the board here. DK Metcalf, can't wait to watch him this season, but in my NFC column, I called uh, Russell Wilson a top five player of all time, and our boss and a couple commenters uh, actually pushed back a little and, and were taken aback by it. But maybe I should have said top 10. Um, there's certainly not a top five resume, but he's absolutely one of the five or 10 best football players I've ever seen. And I believe that you could look at the advanced stats and all the nerdy ones as well, back me up. Um, and the Seattle coaching, thank God for them as a Niner fan, holding them back. That is, it's hilarious looking at this team's fourth quarter performance versus the rest of the league. Um, but whatever the reasoning, uh, Russell Wilson gets it done. And uh, I would not like, I usually, like you say, don't want to fade Belichick. You usually don't win money fading Russell Wilson. Uh, Mr. Unlimited. So I'm back in Seattle here. Yeah, you know, there's a long running debate about our quarterback wins actually a stat. And I, I'm not going to say wins belong 100% to quarterbacks, but I think I think there's merit to, for example, what Cam Newton's never had two back to back winning seasons. And Russell Wilson, his worst season as a pro is nine and seven. And every other season, he's won double digit games. I know when he first joined the Seahawks, they had a really strong defense. And, and Wilson was maybe along for the ride to some degree. But He's been the, the guy driving. He's, he's been the right. one driving the Seahawks the last few seasons. I think quarterback wins have some merit. And, uh, you know, when I picked up for MVP, it's amazing. He's never received a vote for MVP in his career, which which blows my wow. mind. I, I think sooner or later, maybe if it's even like a lifetime achievement award sort of thing, it just feels overdue that he should have had a deep MVP run by now. You're preaching the choir. Absolutely. I love the call for MVP. He could absolutely, if they come out of that division, it's a great call. He, he, if they win the division, I think Russell Wilson easily could win MVP. I like that call. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Washington to take on the Washington football team. No nickname, uh, not much in Washington right now, except for Terry McLaurin, who I'm absolutely in love with. The Eagles on the road are five and a half point favorite. You can get them money line at BetMGM. Minus 223, Washington, if you like him for an upset, plus 185. The over-under is low, 42 and a half. You know, the Eagles have been one of the heaviest injury teams the last couple of years. And so a lot of people early 
in this betting season, we're thinking, okay, well, they can't be that hurt again. They've already lost two off- offensive linemen. I don't, I don't know what is cursing the Eagles, but they're banged up again. I, I felt like with Washington, Haskins showed a little bit last year. I love McLaurin. It's a new coaching staff. I, I have to take the points in a divisional game. I'm, I'm totally uh, 100% with you here taking the points. First of all, we should say uh, that I'm very bad at this uh, this gambling thing, and no one should take my advice seriously. I, I want to get that clear. As, as, uh, as, as much conviction I say with my picks, let it be clear. I am uh, very dumb at this and will look uh, wrong far more often than I'm right. Um, having said that, man, I like Washington and the points here quite a bit. Uh, you said Philly lost two offensive linemen. Washington is a much improved defensive line. Uh, not exactly the Niners upgrade, but they're going to go from like bad to, to good defense, I could see, during one offseason. And uh, Terry McLaurin is just, I have him, I moved him all the way up to, I believe, number, uh, number five on my fantasy-wide receiver list. Uh, Haskins looked much better the final month last year. So um, I think they could win this outright. Certainly, I expect a close game. Logan Thomas is a sleeper. Antonio Gibson, one of the most fascinating players entering the year. Uh, so, yeah, I like Washington in the points. Yeah, I picked up Logan Thomas in the fishbowl that has jumbo tight end scoring. So I was happy to score that. And McLaurin, the last I checked, he was consensus wide receiver 12 in our Yahoo draft. I saw your tweet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, look, we're, I know Matt Harmon's a big McLaurin guy. Dalton, of course, has him in his top 10, which which shows you how he feels about that. So we we want McLaurin on your team. You know, Dalton low-balled it about how good he is at handicapping. I just want to say this. I won Frank Schwab's uh, handicapping pool last year. I think I won the staff picks thing we do at Rotowire. There's five of us. I won that four times in the 2010s. If there's a handicapper of the decade, it's probably me. So you should, uh, you know, if Dalton and I disagree on a game, that's probably the time to, to, to line up with me okay. and over, bet, you know, head over to BetMGM and, and make a couple of bucks. The Jets, Adam Gase, nobody likes him. Nobody likes Le'Veon Bell. They head up to Buffalo to play the Bills, six and a half point favorites are the Bills. And you can get the money line minus 295. If you think the Jets pull the upset, plus 240. One of the lowest totals on the board, 39.5. I'm not really there with Josh Allen yet, but I think Buffalo, the rest of their roster is really strong. I love their defense. They added all sorts of skill talent. Zach Moss is interesting. I think Stephon Diggs will maybe need an extra season to get really comfortable there, but at least it's nice that he's on the roster. Man, it's a big number to... To put here, I, I'll tell you, this is how much I don't like this game for gambling purposes. I don't remember who I picked. I, I think Buffalo <laughs> as a tease is interesting, but it's a divisional game. I wasn't comfortable using them in Survivor. And as much as I don't like Gase, I mean, Sam Darnold is younger than Joe Burrow. I, I think Darnold's a good player. I like Crowder. I, I like Herndon. I think this is going to be a competitive game and not a game that I would be looking to bet on. Totally agree with you. Uh, stay away from me. Um, uh, as I said, I've been fading Josh Allen and the Bills, I think the market uh, thinks are slightly better than I do. And I really like Sam Darnold moving forward. I think he's going to make a, a big a jump this year. But in Buffalo, what just a ridiculously tough uh, setup, even with, I guess, Perryman's back, which is nice, but not the greatest receivers. Uh, maybe Chris Herndon's going to look at double-digit targets here. But um, I will take the points, but I'm with you. This is a stay away. Uh, this is a, an ugly one. Not, not the greatest setup if you're looking for the Jets uh, on your fantasy teams. I'm not saying he's going to have a great week one, but Jamison Crowder was one of my most owned players. You know, as a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, one of those guys you play as a flex in a shallower league. He might be the first guy off your bench. I think Crowder's going to catch 80 passes. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a 2021 future, Dalton. Write it, right down, write it down right now. The coach of the, the year next year will be whoever coaches the Jets. And whoever yeah. succeeds Adam Gase will look so great by comparison. The team can blame everything on Gase. They'll probably be like subconsciously motivated 
to play better. I can't wait to see who coaches this team when Gase is out because I just don't believe in him. I have Buffalo winning this division, by the way. I thought their over-under was an interesting one at nine. So if you're interested in team over-unders, maybe you put a couple bucks on that one. That's the early slate for Sunday. Let's go to the afternoon games. Arizona at your San Francisco 49ers. The uh, NFC defending champs are giving a touchdown. You can get San Francisco to win straight up at minus 304. If you like Arizona for an upset, that's plus 245. Over-under 47.5. A lot of Kyler Murray buzz. I, you know, I, I think that he may be a little bit over his skis for his ADP. I, his passing stats were kind of similar to Gardner Minshew's. I don't hear anybody talking about Minshew like he's an MVP candidate. I, obviously, Murray can run. He won a Heisman Trophy. He's adding DeAndre Hopkins. I did lean Cardinals in this game as far as taking the points is concerned. But I think I bet Arizona under their seven and a half win total. I think they might be a little bit overrated right now. I took Arizona in the points as well. If you like the Niners, though, definitely lean MGM. It's just seven, not the seven and a half. Um, uh, Kyler Murray played pretty well against the Niners in his two games last year. The Niners struggled with the mobile quarterbacks the most. They did sack him seven times, but no turnovers, and he definitely moved the ball. The Niners, uh, just a lot of injury uh, concerns right now. We don't know the wide receivers, but um, I don't know. They, they, they're division rivals. They played two close games last year. Seven, seven and a half points, been moving back and forth. Um, I took the points, uh, but obviously the 49ers are a team that supposedly determined in all... Do you buy narrative people like uh, if they bring back the same roster and they honestly supposedly turn on that Super Bowl and just have a business-like attitude? Um, I want to, but pardon me, like, is this just me being a homer? But um, do you think there's ever anything to that well it's funny you asked me that because what i was going to ask you is there is there anything to the super bowl loser curse that so often teams that lose the super bowl crash land the next season and i know part of that is just the plexiglass principle a lot of things have to go right to make a super bowl and then it can just be hard to have a good team the next year the thing i can't figure out with san francisco is how much i like garoppolo because i love shanahan and i love the running game and i like the offensive line kittle is obviously a monster they've had a lot of injuries at receiver is Garoppolo closer to being a star, like an you know, like a, maybe a sleeper MVP candidate? Or is he closer to just being like a Kirk Cousins, I'm better than average, but I'm nothing special? How good is Jimmy Garoppolo? I think he's really good for this system. Um, his like this, there, He does not have a velocity or anything of a Patrick Mahomes. He can't make plays on his own or anything. He's not a superstar, but I think he's absolutely underrated in fantasy I don't know. It just depends on who, who you're talking to, I guess. Uh, the last uh, memory is him missing that throw in the Super Bowl, and people seem to be, in general, uh, underrate him. But again, could just be whom you're speaking to. This guy got 10.0 YPA on first downs last year for, with a knee brace on. Second year in Shanahan's system, regardless of how good he is in real life, without the knee brace and second year in Shanahan's system, Mike Matt Ryan won MVP. Uh, just look at all these guys. He has yards after the catch, the system. Uh, he, they, the, the Niners, all the biggest plays last year were just, it's the play calling at Shanahan. So it doesn't really matter if you have to, if you have to separate the two. But um, it is unclear how great Jimmy or how good Jimmy Garoppolo is in real life, but he's in a in an absolute terrific situation. Uh, assuming these receivers get healthy, uh, but with Kittle and adding Trent Williams at, at left tackle, and the 49ers last year went to the Super Bowl, leading the NFL in missed games, leading the NFL in nullified TDs, and um, and it's just it's it's possible that that regression and all that happens. But like I said, um, in in an off season. That's that with a ton of distractions. This is the team that would turn on the Super Bowl tape and, and apparently is super, super focused. So I'm just curious if that's just a narrative that I'm leaning too much on as a fan. 
Never hurts to have Kyle Shanahan in your corner. I'll say that. And uh, remember last year, Arizona could not cover the tight end at all. So I, unless they've really fixed that leak, you would think Kittle's in a spot to go off here. Let me ask you just one more Niners question. Who was your most owned 49er player on your fantasy profile this year? Well, it's Mostert and Garoppolo. Garoppolo is just so, so cheap. It'd always be my second quarterback. And I just think in this system, if the defense does regress, games against the Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks, they're just going to be a lot of shootouts. So uh, it's mainly Garoppolo. And then Mostert in round five, I get it. It could just be a full three-headed uh, committee there w- with McKinnon. But 12 touchdowns over the final eight games last year at that offensive line, adding Trent Williams. Uh, I've been the guy, the sucker, getting Mostert. I like that when Mostert wanted to raise, they gave him one. I mean, they didn't give him huge money, but I like that they prioritized him. They made it clear that he's the starter. And by all accounts, Mostert's had a really good camp. So I, I, I've i warmed up to him in the round round five, round six area. And you you mentioned that the, the Cardinals are just awful in, against tight ends last year. It was ridiculous. It was like four points worse than the second worst. So obviously everyone's going to love Kittle and DFS, but you want a real sleeper? Jordan How- Jordan Reed, I understand the concussions, and he may only last a couple games, but they're using him uh, at, you know, in the slot. as he, They lost Jalen Hurd. They lost these receivers, not to mention uh, Debo and Ayuk banged up. So if you're in a really deep uh, league, Jordan Reed against Arizona may score a touchdown Sunday. I'll also say if you're in a really deep league, I don't know if you'll get any use out of it, but I feel like Kendrick Bourne's going to score seven touchdowns this season. I have no idea when they're going to happen, and he, they may not be fantasy viable. He may have 35 yards the day he scores a touchdown, but... I think he's going to get a lot of goal line work this year. Now, one of the marquee games on this week one slate is Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I hear Tampa Bay's got a new quarterback, Tom Brady. I hear New Orleans got a new quarterback, Jameis Winston. Of course, he's not their starter. I wish he were. Wouldn't we more fun if the Saints had Jameis starting? New Orleans, the three and a half point favorite in this game. If you like the Saints without the points, it's minus 182. You think Tampa Bay gets the upset, it's plus 150. The over-under is 48 and a half. So we're expecting points here. Dalton, can uh, Tom Brady hang in this first assignment against one of the NFC's heavyweights? Yeah, I've been fading Brady all summer, so can't wait for him to make me look foolish with a big game in New Orleans. The Saints have been slow starters uh, in the past, but I'm laying the points here. I get it. The Bucs have a, a very decent defense, but Saints might have the best roster in football top to bottom. This is just what, a half point more than the customary three. Uh, Peter King's picking the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks to make the Super Bowl. I can't remember, maybe to win, but... Um, I do not have them winning that division. I'm skeptical a 43-year-old quarterback uh, can get it done. Mike Evans is banged up, missing practice right now. But um, I'm probably wrong, and the vast majority uh, would disagree with me. I took Tampa Bay, with with the line being over the the standard three, with getting the extra hook. I lean Tampa Bay, and and you touched on it. The Buccaneers' defense was actually really good last year, and it was totally shielded by the fact that Jameis was constantly – putting that defense in a bad position or are actually giving away the points with a pick six. You know, how, how great was it that the 30th interception that Jameis threw to complete uh-huh. the 30 for 30 season was it, it was a pick six in overtime to end the year. I mean, it was like, you can't draw that up. I mean, it's like a, a Hollywood storybook ending for Winston's season, but I think this Tampa Bay defense is going to be a top 10 defense and they brought in Brady to control the ball and to not give it away and, and to try to win 24 to 20 and, and 17 to 10 or whatever it is. You, they don't want to play that YOLO ball that Winston played last year. I think it's going to be a lot more boring football. I, I Again, I, I want Winston. I think Winston should be playing for somebody because I just thought it was so much fun to watch it. I don't know how Evans and Godwin, especially Ed, uh, Evans, if he's healthy, I don't know how he'll maybe click with Brady. But uh, I'm buying the fact that the Buccaneers have a good defense. That's why I had to take the points here. And as you say, the Saints, 
for whatever reason, they, they've been a notable no-show in a couple of they, – they've ended survivor pools a couple of times yep. with no-shows in week one. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm probably gonna look look feel foolish with uh with the big game from um from Brady and that defense is legit, but uh man, I'm just I I'm fading the age factor here. The weird truncated off season to uh, maybe take a little while. These 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 teams getting new quarterbacks, new systems, but um uh yeah, that's the game I'm definitely gonna be tuning into with with extra paying extra close attention to for sure. It's gonna be an exciting one. Now, I've, I've spent the whole summer talking myself into the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is one of my favorite, probably my favorite pick of the day. The Chargers go to Cincinnati, late afternoon game. Bengals are getting three. I don't think they're going to need the points, and I, I like Cincinnati money line at plus 140. If you want to take the Chargers straight up, that's m- minus 167. The total's kind of low here, 43 and a half. I'm not just drinking the Joe Burrow Kool-Aid. I'm mixing it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it out. I'm selling it in front of my house. I think Burrow's going to be a star. I think he could be, the at the end of the season, the best rookie quarterback in fantasy history. I'm a huge Tyler Boyd guy. Joe Mixon has succeeded on this team when they did nothing around him. Now they've actually improved the pieces. And they probably should have been a four or five win team last year. I think the two and 14 record was very misleading. I like the Bengals to go over their win total. I like them to win this game outright. And it's my favorite pick on the week one card. I couldn't agree with you more here. They're over five and a half was my favorite over. I like them as long shot plus 120, 125 to one to win the Super Bowl even because I think they might make the playoffs do some hedging. Their Burrow, I moved in. He's my 10th fantasy QB because um, he runs. Uh, I don't know how AJ Green's going to be, but Joe Mixon, I think is number six or seventh overall on my board. I would take him above Michael Thomas. Uh, this was my best bet of the week. Why are they home dogs? Uh, Chargers, new quarterback, um, traveling. Uh, yes, absolutely. I like the Bengals. Uh, I like the Bengals to win outright this game. Also, you know, Anthony Lynn, good, good guy, decent run designer. I'm not sure he's a great head coach. Now, granted, I'm not really sure we can trust the Cincinnati coaching staff either, but I feel very good that the Bengals can get it done. In the and who joke. knows? I think there might be something to having to deal with hard knocks too. I mean, there might be something to that, and then and then having to travel right away there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's weird to me that that spread to me jumped out the most is is, is the most curious uh, of the week. Got a really good one on Sunday night. Dallas, who's going to be a very trendy Super Bowl pick. They're two and a half point favorites at the L.A. Rams. You can get Dallas money line at minus one fifty at Bet MGM. If you like the Rams straight up, that's plus one twenty five, and we're expecting a lot of points here. Fifty one and a half is the total in this game. Maybe it's just, I have to accept that Jason Garrett's not there anymore. I mean, we'll see if Mike McCarthy is a great coach for the Cowboys. The fact that he's not Garrett might be a thing, but I'm just a little nervous spotting the points with Dallas on the road. I, you know, it's, it's going to open up the new stadium in LA. I still think Sean McVay is a good coach. I think it was kind of funny how everybody just kind of, you know, was on the bandwagon and couldn't get, couldn't wait to get off it when the Rams started to struggle. But I like what they had cooking late in the season with Tyler Higby. I think that's a real thing. I think people are so down on Jared Goff. They forget that he's actually a plus quarterback. He's just not a superstar. I like the Rams to win this game outright. I, I want to see it from Dallas first. I know they have all those offensive pieces, and I'm in on Dak. I'm in on C.D. Lamb. I, they, they have talent coming out of their ears. But I think the Rams have a decent roster, too. And I, I think they shouldn't be getting points here. This will be a fun one. I was talking to you about backstage before we started. I believe that the Raiders became the first stadium ever to eclipse two billion, uh, and LA's eclipsed five billion. So uh, that should be uh, quite the the scene. 
I know it's a sucker move being uh, given two and a half on the road, it feels like. Uh, but I, I like Dallas here. I picked them to make the Super Bowl in my column. Uh, they lost Collins right afterward. That's definitely not insignificant on that offensive line. But, man, uh, I just think this offense is going to be so good. I mean, they get led the NFL in yards for play last year. L.A.'s defense going in the wrong division. Uh, yeah, the difference at quarterback here is drastic. Uh, coaching, maybe, and just the weirdness that happens, home dog and all that Sunday night. But um, I'm the sucker here in laying the points, and uh, I'm buying the Cowboys hype. At the end of the season, which Dallas receiver are we going to wish we drafted at their ADP? Oh, I know it's definitely not uh, it's not Cooper. It's, it's So it's either Gallup or Lamb. I'd say Lamb because he's the cheapest, but that also might be some selfish reasons considering I think I have him in approximately 99% of my leagues. But it's I love Gallup and Lamb. And Cooper's already banged up, missing practice, by the way. Right, right. Yeah, it feels like Cooper, you know, for a great player, it feels like there's a lot of bumpy rides on, on the Cooper thoroughfare. And um, I actually traded him for Tyler Lockett in the league. I thought, you know, I just I, oh. I just want to be away from Amari Cooper. I don't, I don't know what it is. Just something about him just makes me a little bit nervous. No brainer for me. Good move. We know the NFL loves to give us the double header on Monday night. I wish this was an every week thing, but we'll enjoy it in week one. Pittsburgh goes to the New York Giants. Man, do the Giants have a tough September schedule. The Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. You can get Pittsburgh money line at minus 223. If you want to ride with Daniel Jones, spring in the upset, plus 185. We get a 47.5 total here. I've just been getting more and more interested in the Steelers. I believe Roethlisberger's healthy. We know the defense is loaded. Yeah, Antonio Brown's not here anymore, but they have really, they always draft good receivers. They always have good young talent at that position. I think they have four good receivers on their roster right now. So I found myself drafting more and more Steelers as the season went along. And, and because I need confirmation bias, I thought, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm all in on them for fantasy and if I love their fantasy defense and they have a really great schedule to open up with, then I guess I should just swallow the points. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win in a route at uh, at New Jersey. I am too, and maybe it's another sucker side primetime road favorite, but uh, I knew it was too good to be true when this opened at three and a half, quickly moved uh, up and uh, all in on them as well. James Conner, uh, the injury risk is so real, but I have him as my uh, 11th ranked back. Uh, I would I would reach around or a dollar or two more to get Pittsburgh's fantasy defense. Ebron, I think, could have a good year. Obviously, everyone loves Deontay Johnson. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I actually picked Pittsburgh to beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So I know it really relies on Roethlisberger being healthy. But um, I think they have an awesome uh, roster, just great offensive line and the best defense for sure. So uh, I like the, the Steelers to roll on Monday night and um, – like I said, I actually have them winning the Super Bowl. At 30 to 1, I love. That's my favorite futures bet. Steelers at 30 to run, 30 to 1 right now at, at BetMGM. That I like that a lot. I can't remember Pittsburgh because they're such a public team. I can't remember ever feeling their, their right. overlays available because people love this right. team so much. The Steelers so fans weird. are all over the country. But this year you had great opportunities. Totally. Yes, exactly. Their, their odds are usually inflated the other way, but at 30 to one, a bunch of teams below them. And I, they were like my pick organically and, and they're not even one of the main favorites. So I, I really like them at 30 to one. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking in the background, but he's obviously all in on the Steelers too. He's even though he's named for a, a, a major league baseball park, his name Fenway, is Fenway, yeah. but uh, he wants you to bet on the Steelers too. So you have it from me, you have it from Dalton, you have it from Fenway. We're all in on the Steelers in 2020. Now the nightcap Monday night, Tennessee, Titans coming off a playoff appearance and that upset of Baltimore in the playoffs. They go to mile high and they're favorites. They're two point favorites. And it's interesting. The Broncos sounds like they're going to be without some key personnel on defense, including Von Miller. He's going to be out for the season. If you like the Titans money line minus minus one twenty nine. if you think the Broncos win this game outright, they're at plus plus one ten. 
and a very tame over under of 40.5. I think we know what the Titans do. They run Derrick Henry. They ask Tannehill, a little play action here, a little play action there. A.J. Brown should have a, a bump up in targets this year. I think the Titans are a good team. I think they're going to win their division. I was interested in their over-under win total and odds to win the division. Bet MGM for those props. And I think they, I don't think the Broncos, I know they have a lot of great skill talent. I don't think Drew Locke is anything special. I think Vrabel's a sound very quietly, a good defense with the Titans. I think Tennessee takes care of business on the road. What say you? So I really like Tennessee this year and drafted Derrick Henry any time I could. Love A.J. Brown, rank him aggressively. I took Denver here and held my nose a couple things. Uh, This line's moved like three points because of the Von Miller injury. I I realize it has not crossed any major numbers, but uh, people are all over Tennessee, it seems like. Um, I just think the home, Denver might be one of the rare teams. The home field is going to really matter still just because of their location. And especially early on, it it seems to to matter historically. Um, This just seems like the the right feel, but it's a stay away for for me because they're like, I I agree. I like Tennessee uh, this year overall more. Um, but just a situation, I took the home dog and, and held my nose. But that's a stay away for me. So there you have it. 16 NFL games, handicapped, dissect, diagnosed. We've given you the Bengals as our best bet. We're both using Baltimore in Survivor. Of course, you can run your Survivor pool at Yahoo Fantasy. Let me give a plug to some of the other talking shows we have at Yahoo Sports. You can listen to me on the Yahoo Fantasy Baseball podcast as we ride out the rest of the fantasy baseball season, just a a couple more weeks, then we'll be to the 16-team playoffs. You can check out the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast with Charles Robinson and Therese Paler. They do a great job on that. And then the Yahoo Sports College podcast with old friends Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, and and Pat Forty, now with Sports Illustrated. They have a lot of fun on that show, giving you great intel in the world of college sports. Of course, you want to follow us on Fantasy, Yahoo Fantasy, the account there. I'm Scott underscore Pianowski, Dalton Del Don on Twitter. Dalton, anything to plug before we get out of here? No, man, I'm ready for some football. Let's do this. Sounds good to me. So uh, you'll get yourself canister of planters nuts. Again, I like the cashews. Get yourself a cold drink. Settle in for week one. Tomorrow, Andy and Liz will give you everything else you need to know for week one in fantasy. That's the Friday show. We are out. DGen in the books. Go win some money. And we'll talk to you next week. 